It is Thursday, NFL kickoff day, and Connor's Detroit Lions are ready to go. Oh man, I've never been so nervous to get a loss in my life. A loss, Connor. There's no Chris Jones. I don't know, Offensive man. lineman, Amon Ross, St. Brown. It's your I know. time. But the thing is, the thing is, with all of this, it's the hype. It's the hype for a new team at every at the start of every season. Some team gets hyped up and everybody's on this bandwagon and they're all all the analysts and whoever is like, this team's going to win the Super Bowl or this team's going to make a deep run. And it rarely, rarely does it pan out. Now, I understand the Lions. I, I do appreciate, as a Lions fan, I appreciate the talent that we have on our roster. But, but there's always that Detroit Lions pessimism, right? Like. You can, what's like, what's the saying? You take the Lions out of Detroit or. You can take the, the L out of Detroit, but not out of the Lions. I guess that's a good one. I guess because there's no L in Detroit to begin with, unless it is the Lions. Um, Either way, you'll never get like, you'll never let, as a Detroit Lions fan, you'll never let go of that like shred of pessimism that just creeps up in the back of your brain. Either way, Connor, we've got a lot of games to get to. Uh, I am battling a wicked case of the hiccups. So if there is one that slips in, my apologies. I will try to just power through. Uh, I don't know why. Usually hiccups is like what? If you overeat really quickly or something? Dude, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out what the cause of hiccups is my whole life because I absolutely hate them. If someone's a doctor, please let us know. Um, but no, I haven't eaten since like 1230. So I don't, now I'm having like a snack here as I get home and as we got kind of warmed up, but the hiccups were in place way before I got home. Either way, we power through because that's what, that's what we have to, right? Well, I think it ties into where we're going with this too. Powering who's, through. Who's powering through? The Huskies who's powered through, through last week. They powered through Huskies three interceptions. Power through. The Regina the Rams. The X-Men. Powered through Malcolm Bussey last week, as did the Ottawa GGs. Oh, the Windsor Lancers. Okay, I was going to bring this up a little bit later on, but now that you bring it up now, don't look now, but the number one rushing team in the country is the Windsor Lancers. Also starts with 672 yards. (laughs) They have like almost 20 more rushing attempts than any other team in in the nation. Ground and pound, it. baby. Ground and pound. No, uh, they're averaging eight yards a carry. I I totally thought that you were going to Windsor being ranked nationally. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Don't get me started there. I texted you in our group chat, or not even in the group chat. I think I just texted you. No, nope, no, just me, just me. If Windsor's not a top ten team this week, I was going to be not very thrilled about it. Lo and behold, comes out the day of. I check it. Boom, Windsor is sitting there number 10. I was overjoyed. Overjoyed. They deserve it. They've got a hell of a start to the season. They're playing like a top 10 team. Hell, they're playing like a Yates Cup contender right now. Pretty sure I saw someone like tweet out they wanted Waterloo in the top 10. In what world? They're one and one with a win over York. I'm sorry. I've seen some. No disrespect to York, but like. Yeah. Come on. I mean. They gave up 32 points to York. Oh, they scored 50. Okay, you also probably gave up. I think that was more points than York scored the entirety of last year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think Waterloo's on a positive trajectory right now. If they can keep this rolling, they found they clearly found some momentum with 
with Nick Orr. Um, but I don't know. I'm not ready to say they're a top 10 team yet. I think they still got to go out there and, and earn it. But I think they are building something positive here. They certainly showed it in a in a shootout style uh, Guelph game. But, you know, we, we did talk to Coach Bird about this. And he did say, like, I'm comfortable in a shootout. But, like, when we need our – when we need to close the, the tight ones – that's where it, like that was one thing he said he wanted to work on right so yeah no i uh i'm with you on that i'm also very much behind the top 10 that we have i think it's really good so let's start talking about some of the teams that are contending i guess we'll make our picks by conference again as we go uh, the conference are kind of spread out this week unlike last week so we'll make them just kind of as we go so follow along with your trackers at home i know we're going to do the same um St. Mary's Acadia. Connor, Acadia's offense didn't look like it did against Mount Allison. It's probably a good compliment, I guess. Uh, St. Mary's, meanwhile, they struggled against the Bishop Gators. Lost by 28 points. Yeah, no, they certainly did. They certainly did. And this was kind of like, again, I don't think it was any disrespect to Acadia, but this is one of the things that we talked about in the week prior. So when we were talking about the the tight win with the you know all-time Canadian finish there, we said we needed to see more on offense and against Bishops. We didn't really see that. And and until they prove that, like I think I'll keep kind of picking against them here as we make our picks, but no disrespect. But like when you average two yards, two yards of carry when you're rushing, 94 yards on 46 rushes, I need to see a little bit more out of out of your ground game. But I mean, there is there is some positive as well. They when they do put the ball in the air, they aren't they are pretty efficient with it. You know, thirty one of forty six, almost four hundred yards in in two games. They're as of right now, as two games into the season, they're you know a top ten passing offense in, in U sports right now. But I think finding consistency on the ground will only you know only allow them to further dive into that playbook and get more creative. Because like, um, look at what teams like X are doing, right? I'm really curious with St. Mary's because they did have the week one by uh, Steve Samara's full year in the offseason, and they come out and Bishops takes them into the depths. Now they're playing Acadia, two road games to start the year, and it's kind of like, okay, well, can they go on the road and pull this out against Acadia that – I think it's probably riding pretty high. They they won their first game. They held in there long against X. I mean, it took a Harrington punt return to kind of blow the game into where it ended. But um, I think St. Mary's really needs to get one here. And Acadia's, I don't know, kind of riding their own coattails, I want to say. Does that, does that make sense for Acadia this year, this early? Yeah, I think yeah, I I think so. I think with Acadia in this game, if they come in with, you know, the confidence that they have been coming into games with, I think they have a they have a great shot to get a win here on Friday night. Like I, I think they've been playing pretty in in aspects they've been playing pretty good football. They there's aspects where they need to obviously, you know, find some momentum, but I think overall Acadia has got reason to be confident going into the Friday night game. Uh, next game on the docket, I guess they're all seven o'clock starts, but we'll go east to west. Concordia, Sherbrooke, Connor, Concordia, same deal as St. Mary's. Week one by comes out week two and gets thumped. Jonathan Senecal torched this secondary. Sherbrooke, meanwhile, 
we haven't seen them since they lost the McGill Redbirds. And I mean, nobody's seen any team, but that was kind of a back and forth game that Sherbrooke almost had. Maybe they make a few more plays, but with the very O'Connor, we've seen lots of turnovers from Anthony Robichaux. Obviously cut it a bit back last week, but where does this team go against the Stingers this week as they head back to their, honestly, road trap in our sector? They're the only ones really far outside of Quebec. Well, Quebec City yeah. or Laval, at least. Yeah, I guess it is a little bit of road trap there, eh? Um, yeah, with Sherbrooke, again, last week for me, like, you know, you go up 14-3 into the half, and then you give up 21 unanswered points in the third quarter and get shut out through the second half of the game. I think that's an area that they like, if you go up with a lead, you can't be comfortable with that lead because Concordia is still a pretty good football team as, as was McGill. I mean, quarterback play at McGill is impressive to say the least, but you know, Concordia is a team that can get after it. So I think you need to like kind of pace yourself to play all four quarters, obviously score all four quarters, but I do think Anthony Robichaux as a quarterback is capable of kind of putting up some yardage. Michael Morin on the ground, he had 90 and a touchdown last week. Do they lean there again in the run game? But yeah, offensively, obviously second, second half points is going to be my biggest thing, both scoring and defending. All right. Uh, make our picks for those two before we move to the can West games this week. St. Mary's yep. Acadia. I'm going to Acadia. Uh, I'm going to contrast. I'm going to go Smew. I think I'm going to get on the get on the horse. Uh, Concordia Sherbrooke, Olivier Bois or Anthony Robichaud. Wow, uh, it's really tough to go against my guy Olivier Bois in this one. And I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go Sherbrooke. I'll go Concordia. I'm sticking with my road dogs, Connor. I had a ton of success last week. Picking road dogs. Now, uh, when we look at Can West, I'm going Saskatchewan, man. The Huskies, home dogs. No, not even dogs. They have to be an outright favorite in this game. Uh, yeah, I would, I would call them an underdog. lit it up in the second half. Their defense is legit. It has been the last three years. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to make this Regina offense sweat for every yard they get. Yeah, the only thing, my only concern, obviously, with, with Saskatchewan is, you know, watching some of those turnovers. I mean, overcoming turnovers is, is great. We definitely don't want to dig that hole in the first place. And on the other side, on the other sideline for me in this one, no Patelier, probably not the start he wanted last week, 138 yards, 12 completions, a uh, little bit of, they got stifled a little bit on the ground too, but, you know, positives there too. Deshaun Mims, 92 yards on six receptions. So if you can get him going again, I mean, and, and Stusick as well, 53 on, on six receptions. You can get those two guys going if, if Patelier can find a little bit more of a rhythm and they can do thing with and they can kind of come in and do something with with their running game in this one. They do have an opportunity to keep it close, I believe. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I got to go with the home team. I think the big thing with Saskatchewan is they did give up some big plays last week to Gasama and the Manitoba Bisons receivers. Uh, if Regina can take advantage of that again, maybe this game stays really tight. I know Saskatchewan defense really locked it in the second half last week but if they give up those big plays again 
there's no saying that Amandred in the offense scores as much as efficiently as they did. Yeah, no, and and I mean, they did lose some guys on the defensive side for the Rams, but all things considered, like it, it's still a a gritty defensive team. Guys like Cameron Ma, Jackson Sombach, Carson Sombach, Josh White, like the, these are these are still some pretty good players in this uh, in this Regina defense. So, I mean, if they can pressure Amandred into those mistakes. Who's to say it's not it's not a Regina home like a sneaky Regina road win? I mean, <laughs> all right, are you going Sask or Regina then? I'm still going to go Sask, but I all think right. there uh, is like something there to be said for Regina. Bison's at Golden Bears. I'm really this one has the makings to be an offensive explosion. Hetlinger, Tachinsky, Gasama. Uh, there was a lot of big plays to be had between these two teams last week, and now we get to see them face off a foot field. When when it comes to this game, though, I'm looking at one thing. The secondary for the Golden Bears. I know the secondary for the Bisons have a lot of talented players as well, but Alberta is the hinge point for this game. Can Tyshawn Blackburn and that squad limit Tachinsky in his mobility and his ability to stretch the field? Or... Will they break and give their offense holes to dig out of? That's my question for this. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think, you know, they did that well against Calgary, limiting them to, you know, 179 yards of, of total offense in, in week one. But now it, with this game, in my opinion, you're you're getting a little bit more of a test at the quarterback position with Jackson Tuchinski, who did have a good game with his arm, a good game with his legs. But, you know, last week they they were able to use their defensive front, use guys like Tyshawn Blackburn, like you're saying, is an absolute animal on the on the back end for the Alberta Golden Bears. But and Tuchinsky is going to try to move the ball both with his arms and his legs. All right, make your pick, man. I think I'm gonna. I don't know. I, I've got a trend going here now. So do I just stick with the home teams here and go with the Alberta Golden Bears? I think I'm gonna yeah. do it. Alberta. Give All me right, Alberta. I'm gonna stick with Alberta then. I'm gonna go home teams. Uh, and no, West home teams. No, I'm you going Manitoba. I'm going. Yeah, uh, I'm going Manitoba. So three road dogs so far. Manitoba did play so well against Saskatchewan too. It's going to be a battle. This is going to be one of the best games of the in the. This is going to be one of the best games in U Sports this week. I think so. The Can West slate's really good. Uh, all right, yeah. let's round out Can West while we're on the topic. Calgary at UBC. This one to me is UBC walking away. Yeah. Um, Rooker looked every bit the part that we thought he was before he got hurt last year. Uh, the defense looked good. Receivers looked good. Isaiah Knight looked good. And Calgary, it's still a work in progress to kind of find that next guy and get themselves back on their feet after the J.J. Sinagra era. I don't need to say anymore i don't need to say any more on that nailed it i agree with you i'll just give you my pick it's ubc i think uh that's a pretty obvious one for me this week all right uh aus mount a hosting saint fx where are we going with this one because daniel bell and the defense have done their part the offense really let them down they had a bye week last week they're hosting X, who's on the road for the second straight week. 
How does this one play out? Does the vaunted Mount Allison defense rein in the bus? Do they poke a hole in the tires? Well, okay, listen to this. So Mount A, as a defense, has allowed 97, an average of 97 pass yards per game, average of 54 rush yards per game. I would say that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah, we can all agree on that. X through the air has averaged 184 yards a game. On the ground, they are on the ground, they're averaging 155 yards a game. So this is going to be a bit of a test for Mount A's defense. And I think when you look at their schedule, you know, they lost that close one to Cadia. They're coming off a bye. Obviously, you know, that that's a tough loss. I think it's still going to be fresh in their brain. But I, I think defensively, I don't think it's anything to be nervous about. I don't think it's anything they can't handle. I think where my concerns are is are they going to be able to, you know, if, if X does start rolling, whether it's through the air or with the bus, are they going to be able to keep up? Because their offense has been, you know, a little bit of a question mark for us this year. Yeah, I, I think that's what we want to see from Matt Allison, right? To really take that next step and be guys that are feared as terms of Loney Bowl contenders and national semifinal uh, challengers is an offense, period, point blank. They got outscored by Acadia by a week, like you said. They need to get going right now. And X's defense has held it together through two games. Um but you need to really jumpstart it somehow, some way, if you're Mount A. I'm going X. <laughs> I'm going X, too. It's my first road dog. Not even a road dog. Sorry, I would call this a road favorite. First road team pick, I'll say. All right, we're going to get to McGill-Laval. I'm going home to team here. Laval running away. I don't have to spend much time on this. We know Arnaud. We know Glenn Constantine. We know the defense. Keep going. Keep plugging away. They're going to dominate. Agreed. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's my only take there. Agreed. All right. Uh, well, that just leaves us with the Ontario University Athletics. Some good games in the OUA this week. Some 1 o'clock games and a 3 o'clock game and a, a night game this week. So... Should be some good action in Ontario. Where do you want to start? I'd like to start uh, the night game, Western Carlton. Okay. Okay. Well, your pick, your thoughts. Let's hear them. Western offense has been rolling through the air this year. Uh, I think Carlton's defense really showed their strength in terms of the run game. Uh, the DBs are really quick, though, for Carlton. I think Evan Hillock is going to start slowly in this game. Uh, DBs and the defense of the Ravens are going to keep it close, riding the energy early. And then as the game prolongs, Hillock, Mosin Jamal, Savon Magne-Jones are going to really start to click, open it up. And then by the time the fourth quarter comes, it's going to be the hammer of Keon Edwards and Yazbek just really dragging it home for the Mustangs. Yeah. No, I think uh, in this one, all it's really going to take for Western to kind of break it loose like I, I do think Carlton will be able to play a close game uh to open the gate for this one but I think all it's going to take for Western to kind of 
kind of start rolling and, and start to break loose a little bit is, you know, a long play from one of those three wide receivers that you mentioned. I, they've proven Evan Hillock has seven touchdown passes, no interceptions this season. And a lot of those touchdowns have been from distance. And when you have receivers that can take it 25, take it 45, take it held 96 yards like we saw last week, you don't have to do too much as a quarterback. And that's not a knock on, on Hillock because he's, you know, he's up there in, in yardage leading the country. Uh, what or I should say he's one of the leaders in the country. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's the receivers in this one. They showed last week that they don't necessarily need to rely on the run game uh, like they have in years past to be able to put points on the board and, and wear you down. Uh, quick note here, as we kind of jump back to Laval for a second, the Kevin Mittal court date um, was yesterday. Connor? Kevin Mittal will be serving a one-game suspension. He was uh, discharged un- unconditionally after the court case. So um, Mittal will miss this week for McGill, but the Rouge or receiver is free and clear to play uh, with no worries for the rest of this football season. Huge for him as a person, huge for him as a future football player or Honestly, just his future in general in the workforce, wherever that may be. Um, so Laval missing Mittal this week, but he will be back next week as they take on the Caribbean. So that will be huge for them. Breaking right. news here on the CFP podcast. Does that change your pick at all or no? Because it doesn't for me. No, it doesn't change the all right. pick. All right, moving on. Staying in the OUA. All right, Queens Toronto. Old four matchup, actually, with the Queens Golden Gales and the Toronto Varsity Blues. Uh, History, people. Go to the game. You're witnessing history. Literal history. Amaklar Polk just went for, what, near 200 yards? 191, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Queens is coming off a bye week after a loss. I really don't want to be on the Toronto defense this week. When Queens is coming in this angry, they are going to run the piss out of the football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had that week two bye, but I think all signs kind of pointed to that in week one when we saw them playing against Laurier. And I know a lot can change in in two weeks, but in that Laurier game, it was, you know, typical OUA, traditional OUA. We are going to beat you in the face with our run game. We're going to take our shots when they're there. And I think, you know, that's that's definitely not a bad thing at all. I don't mean to say that in, in a bad way. Um, but they're they're gonna have tweaked and tinkered and tooled and retooled. And and I'm I'm with you. I think uh it's gonna come back a little bit angry, a little bit loaded. I think we'll see some some running, some deep shots, maybe a freaking roll and throw or two, maybe a maybe a <laughs> hit sticker. I don't know, I don't know, I'm joking, but yeah, I, I think uh yeah, I'm with you. Queens is gonna kinda roll in this one. York McMaster. Mac has thrown the ball, I think, on average 48 times a game this year. Uh, Keegan Hall has been spectacular in his two games. Saved the pick six at the end of last game. Um, Keegan Hall has been spectacular. They're going to open it up. They're going to let him go. Uh, McMaster going away for this. I think there's opportunity here for York to create some havoc. And again, maybe like the the Carlton situation, keep it close early on in the game here. 
I mean, JJ Messier has clearly proved to be through these first two, three weeks of U sports action proved to be one of the top linemen in the country. He's athletic. He's big. He moves the pile. He's got two sacks already, four TFLs, four, listen to this, four forced fumbles as well. So uh, I, I he think can haul two hands on the football, baby. <laughs> he's a difference maker. And, and that's been kind of every week so far, teams have gotten in the face of Keegan Hall and created pressure. So I think there's opportunities there to keep it close and, and force some bad situations. York's offense, though, 32 points last week. Well, yeah. I guess Ole had again kick like, touchdown. There's a lot of positive momentum here with this York team. All right. So I, I think, yeah. Connor, I'm still picking Mac. The battle of the W's. Your Windsor Lancers on the road. Waterloo Warriors. Waterloo's offense riding high. Nick Orr in that 50-burger they put up last week. But the Windsor offense has been devastating. They take the air out of the football. They run it down your throat. They take their timed shots with Danny Skelton. And they're playing winning football at the far end of the 401. They are. How can Waterloo get this team off their tracks? Get this offensive line off their mojo? I I mean, when you look at Waterloo, offensively, they're right there with the Windsor Lancers. They're averaging 273.5 rushing yards per game, which is second in the country, four rushing touchdowns. Well, it's kind of skewed because they went for, what, 488 last week? I know, but they're to me, that's that's kind of the point I'm making. And to me, when you look at Waterloo, they have the firepower and the ability and the playmakers to, you know, run with Windsor. So I think this is gonna be a match of who can who can sustain their defense on the field for longer periods of time. Cause I think both these teams are gonna try to gear each other down. And then, you know, Waterloo, obviously we know the playmakers at wide receivers, so Defensively for Windsor, Brent McDougal and company need to be all over guys like Justin Sucker and James Basiliga because whether it's even your special teams unit needs to be ready because whether it's through the air or returning the ball, they can score. All right. Uh, we're up against it now, Connor, because it's the game of the week to me. The Guelph Griffins need to rebound. No, it's not the game of the week. The game of the week's Queens Toronto. Uh, Laurie and Golden Waterloo. That could be a high scoring game. They're all games of the week. This is why the OUA is fantastic. You get great football all year round. Uh, Laurier, though, they're kind of hitting their stride, but Guelph really up and down to start the year. They had the fantastic showing week one, and then last week against Windsor, it was the complete opposite. Now they have the Laurie Golden Hawks who are undefeated, riding high, ready to go. What's going to happen in this one? I think Laurie is going to finally open it up with Algersma and just let him make a ton of plays downfield. I think, yeah, he certainly is going to have an opportunity to. I think if they use the same blueprint, if they go back and watch the the Windsor tape, if they use the same blueprint and, you know, speaking of good backfields in the OUA, well, look at the Laurier Golden Hawks. Speaking of efficient quarterbacks in the OUA, look at the Laurier Golden Hawks. And they do have playmakers like Ethan Jordan and um, – oh, my God, who am I missing there? Uh, Raiden Thorne. And they do have playmakers on the outside like Raiden Thorne and Ethan Jordan. So they are a very diverse offense. There's plenty of ways to attack. And, again, I think it's just ground and pound and take those shots when you need them. Obviously, we know 
Basic Hayden's going to be there for a play or two for the Golden Hawks when they need it most. Let's go. The bus bus. The bus. Malcolm Bussey is bus. the bus. But Basic Hayden plays like the buses in Jerome Bettis. So I don't, do we, we have He's two buses? Watch, or we do have, do we have the East and you, bus and the Central bus? Ooh. The bus has to be Bussy because it's actually in his name. But Basic Hayden. If they were is, closer, if they were, I wish he played for Toronto because you just called him TTC. Oh! Quick, we got to look up what the. Uh, the KW Transit Company is. <laughs> oh, like the Go Train or something? Is the Go Train go out there via rail? Hold on, Kitchener, Waterloo, Public Transit, GRT, GRT. Yeah, the Grand River Transit. All right, there we go. Darren Bassick Hayden is now the GRT. The Grand River Transit. That's kind of good. I actually kind of like that. I do too. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you just know, you just know, at some point in this game, Brew Baker's coming in with a huge sack. It's going to be in the fourth quarter with one potential drive left. Uh, if it's tight, if it's early on, it'll be a huge momentum changer. But if it's late in the game, it'll be when Golf has a chance to come back. He's going to come out of nowhere, sack, maybe force a fumble, and just ruin the chances at a comeback. So fun to watch. I mean, you hate to see it if you're the team's offense coordinator. It's probably not fun to watch for you, but it's fun to watch for us. All right. Uh, with that, I believe we're all through. I guess I, we need to make picks for this one. The OUA? Laurier, Windsor, Mac is a home dog. Queen uh, and Western. So I have one road dog in the OU or one home team in the OUA. I'm going to go Laurier, Windsor, Mac. Queens. So I, I'm the same. I think I fixed line up there. Oh, uh, there's one more game there. Sorry. Western. Yes. Okay. Well, you're joining my side slowly but surely on the road dogs. I don't know. The weird is weird in the OUA this year. There's a lot of road teams. Maybe it's just the way the matchups are scheduled and falling out early, but the road teams right now have been the hot hand. If we had cool bet plays this year, Connor, I would be hammering home road teams the first half of this season i think next week looking ahead there's three that i'd take one two uh yeah maybe three maybe three teams that i'd take next week in the oua alone three uh-huh in the oua three road teams next week next week mind wow. you it could change there's lots i could change this week um but is one of those is one of those a, a one o'clock road game at td place um maybe <laughs> yes maybe potentially and don't don't hate me but maybe <laughs> hey ground games of defense baby um i have a question for you though sure. jared goff and the lions winning tonight oh you cannot ask me to predict that yes i can Oh, no, Chris no, Jones. I'm so nervous. I don't think it matters. I don't. Th- well, obviously, I think that matters a little bit, but it matters a lot. You guys have a top five offensive line and they don't have a pass rush without Chris Jones. Ben Johnson and the boys going to cook it up or what? I really hope so. It's probably going to be a high scoring game and 
the defense just can get shredded on a last minute touchdown. <laughs> probably. Probably. You're talking to a Lions fan here. Always forever pessimistic. Forever heartbreak. And I took Jameer Gibbs in, in my fantasy leagues like three times. So if he does nothing tonight, <laughs> that's three zeros, man. I too have Jameer Gibbs in one of my leagues. Uh but with that, boxforyshop.com CFP15. Get 15% off all your coaching, whistle, and nautical safety equipment needs. Uh, I've got new cleats. My men's league in the fall starts this Sunday, Connor. We potentially are in Carlton this weekend. Undecided yet. Uh, night game against the Western Mustangs for those that are missing. So if we are there, we'll let you guys know. Feel free to stop in, say hi. If you do come across us at MP Park. As always, CF Perspective, Connor R. O'Neill, Wade Zane. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening.